Hi, I'm Caleb Price, and you're listening to Relatable Thoughts. Did you know that what goes on in your mind is the reason for everything you experience in life? For your anxiety, for the money you make, your major, your relationships, reaching your goals, even the feelings you feel. So why is no one talking about it? As a college student, a Latter-day Saint, and a certified life coach, I'm speaking up and talking about our thoughts and teaching you how to manage your mind. Because the secret is, you aren't alone in what you think. Your thoughts are totally relatable. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another great episode of Relatable Thoughts. Today, I want to really talk about how to replace your problems with solutions. This episode is really dedicated to all of you to help you quit making yourself wrong, for telling yourself that something is wrong with you because you aren't motivated, even though you know what to do, because you maybe aren't positive like other people are, because you compare yourself to others still. Maybe you still feel like a perfectionist, or maybe you think you're a people pleaser, or you still can't get over these things. You still feel like you have these problems. As I mentioned before, we are going to get into it and how to replace it with solutions. The reason I'm bringing this up is that I originally wanted to title this podcast, It's Quick to Find Problems, Slow to Find Solutions. Meaning our brains, as I've talked about many times before, and I feel like I need to keep on bringing it up, our brains are designed to notice problems. It is designed to find the negative. It is designed, in fact, entirely in its purpose is to point out, hey, things are wrong. It is supposed to do that, as well as to point out when things it thinks are right, only because it's typically the absence of wrong. And here's what I mean. So let's start on a biological level. Biologically, our brains are designed to sense danger, to process stimuli, data, input, all that we are observing, basically to recognize then where's the danger? Where is the thing that is wrong? Like you ever notice that you know when someone is staring at you or looking at you? Our brains are configured to sense that kind of thing. Like our bodies are designed in that way to receive that stimulus. And then our brain is like, oh, it picks up on it. It's fascinating. Like everything in your body has a role, biologically, evolutionarily speaking. You know, your lungs, you know, providing oxygen to your blood. That blood is providing that oxygen throughout your whole body, feeding it, muscles contracting, allowing you to move, neurons firing senses, causing those muscles to move, and the heart is the one that is driving all that blood and all that action, but the brain is the one that is ultimately keeping everything alive, so to speak, because it processes all the external, all the things that are potentially wrong outside of us that could hurt us, that could harm the internal workings of our body. And so, it is naturally designed to point out problems. You know, it's it points out when we are in need of food and lacking of it. It points out when, you know, things are awry potentially socially, like we were talking about back in, you know, tribal times. It would likely point out, hey, we are outside of the group. We need to find a group. We need to find that kind of safety that comes with being in a group, which is why... 
as we evolve into the society that we have today, where we are not necessarily in danger, our brain has to continue to fulfill its role. And so it has adapted to notice new kinds of danger. One kind of danger that I want to bring up that I feel like is interesting with our brains is the idea that it points out problems just like in philosophy or thought or like in how society works. Uh, one guy famous for this, in my opinion, was Socrates. When we learned about Socrates in history class, you know, Greek philosopher and all, um, one of the very first to basically begin questioning sort of the ideals of his society, uh, especially when it came to atheism and God or like democracy and what all that was. I always found it frustrating because Socrates would present a wonderful argument for why it was wrong but he could never give an argument for a solution. Like it was always designed, he pointed out problems, he didn't point necessarily to a solution to solve that problem. And I think that's so true for our brains. Our brains do the very same thing like Socrates. It points out problems, it does not point out solutions. It just points out, hey, there's danger and Typically, you know, if we're talking about the idea of, hey, we're in danger, of physical danger, the easiest solution is just to run, get back, or to fight. But in the world in which we live, the solution is not that just simple, so to speak. Or at least we decide to make it not so simple, and we decide to hide it behind this idea that we can't figure something out that complex. Um, I think this especially comes down to things that are emotional. Like, we obviously recognize that there is danger in certain emotions um, when we feel them, but we don't necessarily know the solution to how we should solve them, so to speak. Or we recognize there is a danger and vulnerability, and so our brain is like, well, let's just not do that. But that's not a solution necessarily. That's just an avoidance tactic when it comes to our emotions. You can't run or fight emotions there's a different kind of solution required for that. So as we've established, our brain is quick to find the negative. And that's not a problem. A lot of us like to associate, and that's a problem. Like, and it's a problem that our brain is so negative. No, it's just doing its job. And in fact, it, it can be quite a gift. If you think about it, no innovations, in my opinion, would necessarily exist if you didn't first identify hey, maybe there's a problem. The first step to anything is always awareness and bringing up the issue that there is a problem. Like take Edison with invention and whatnot. He saw the need you know, for commodity, for um, basically the need to innovate something, to create something when it came to light um, and sound and recording all of that. Um, and think about businesses, the businesses that come to mind <laughs> right now for some reason is like, have you ever heard of the squatty potty? Literally just like a, a way for you to raise your legs up when you're sitting on the toilet. Um, a guy probably just thought, hey, there should, I, you know, there's probably got to be a better way of going to the bathroom like this. Or like, look at all many wallets people have because people are tired of having big chunky wallets look bad in their jeans. They saw a problem. But these people that innovated also identified a solution to that problem. They didn't just sit in that problem. And I feel like that's most of what happens with each and every one of us. We identify a problem and we're just like, well, I guess we have to deal with that. <laughs> or, oh, I guess 
like this is just the way it is or we i or we just go straight to shame our brain has been trained to go straight to shame and just saying you shouldn't think that there's a problem you shouldn't be having this problem maybe there's something wrong with you so the first step for me when it comes to replacing our problems with solutions is to be okay with the problems. Be okay with the negative. Be okay with the fact that your brain is bringing up all these issues that you're having. Yes, maybe there is a lot of criticism and negativity in your society. Yes, maybe you want to be the positive person. Maybe you want to be like those people that you see on Instagram. But let me tell you, those people that you see on social media, they also are having the same experience. Yes, they're maybe thinking about different things when it comes to their problems, but they're having an experience. It starts with being okay with it and not necessarily saying we shouldn't be having this issue. Like, you know, you probably know that like comparing yourself to other people is making you feel sad. And so you tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't be comparing myself to people. But telling ourselves we shouldn't be having this experience, we shouldn't be pointing out these negative problems is basically just saying, hey, brain, don't do what you're supposed to do. (laughs) when we haven't trained it any other way. It is going to naturally do those things. It is what it's designed to do. And so our opportunity is to use that for our gain, to not make ourselves feel wrong for our brain just operating as it should. I like to compare this to canoeing upstream. Yes, your brain is going to be the current, constantly kind of pulling you a certain way, But it doesn't determine where you're going. It just requires that you need to put in a little bit of effort. That you are the one in charge of where you go with the flow. You don't just have to resign and say, oh, the river is moving me down. I guess I have to go with the river, even though I am fully capable of making a choice. And that's really the second step, is recognizing that I'm okay with this, which means I am making a choice, which means I have agency and reminds myself oh, how do I want to think about this thing? Do I want to let this be a problem? Overall, it begins with don't let the problems that you are seeing, the issues that you are having, don't make that a problem. Don't make yourself wrong for having that. Don't make yourself wrong when you're feeling anxiety when it comes to a relationship or when it comes to the fear and stress and the disappointment that you have when you get rejected. Um, or putting yourself out there for more dates, or when it comes down to putting yourself out there when it, uh, in a major, in your college classes. Like, yeah, you're going to get frustrated. Yeah, you're going to get disappointed. You are going to feel the whole gambit of emotions. It's not a problem. It's not a problem that you maybe think it's a problem that you got a C or a D. Like, that's okay to identify. It's okay to recognize that. And it's important, then the next step is to recognize that your worth has nothing to do with these problems. That the way your life is going has nothing to do with these problems. That you're just noticing these things because your brain has been designed to do so. And so it's a reminder, the second step being to remind yourself that your worth and your life is okay and great, amazing as is, and doesn't need to change. That this, since this, your brain just recognizes problems, none of this actually matters. You know, your weight, 
uh, your size, your grades, your uh, relationship status, how old you are, where you are at in your career, how many times you've set back, your bad habits that you have, um, how many times you've failed in a goal, all that doesn't matter. At least it doesn't matter in the context of you, your worth, your life, how well it's going. It has nothing to do with that. So the problems that you all identified around these things, I want you to make, you know, as I'm doing this, hopefully you can think of some things. I would list at least, I don't know, I bet you can think of five problems, 10 problems right now that you like, yeah, this could be better. It could be easy things like I just need to get a better car or like it could be really hard things of like, my gosh, I have a big self-esteem issue. I have a big people-pleasing issue. Okay, your brain has told you that. Great. Be okay with the fact that you have that problem. Recognize that the self-worth that you have, that it cannot, it's not affected by those problems. The only re- way it's affected is if we make the problems mean that we're wrong or something's wrong with us. And third, I want you to really identify if this problem is true or false. To just be honest with yourself, is this true or false? I was just talking with a client today and he had the amazing revelation that when he was going through his thoughts that like what I teach with each and every one of my clients, that if you can go through your thinking at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day and identify your thoughts and see which ones are false, you will have greater power to choose what is true in your life. Choose what you want to be thinking instead. Identify if these things are true about you. You know, whether you are likable or not, whether or not you're good enough, whether or not, you know, people do want to go on dates with you or whether or not you like who you are as a person, whether or not you think you're going to be successful in life, whether or not you feel like you're going to have the amount of money you want, the kind of relationships with other people, the kind of status necessarily, all these lies that your brain is telling you, label them as such. And maybe there's going to be some things that you think are true. And that is also okay. That is also 100% totally fine. And so last but not least is coming down to this idea of solution. And I think I need to spend more time on the solution. I spend a lot of time on the problem identifying because so often we think we just don't know what to do. That we wish we knew what to do. That we wish we were motivated to do the things we knew we had to do as well. When we do know, we just don't have the feeling to do these things. When it comes to not knowing the solution to your problems, here's my challenge. I challenge you to write down 10 things that'll solve this problem for you. Maybe let's just talk about like 10 ways in which you will feel better in the mornings before work or 10 ways you will do better in dating or 10 ways um, you will be able to, you know, do your homework even when you're not motivated. 10 ways in which you can go to a party even with social anxiety. I challenge you to do 10 and your brain immediately is going to be like, there's not 10. I could challenge you to do 50 and I 100% believe that you could come up with 50, but I'm just saying 10. I want to push you to 10. Even if you come up with three though, that's amazing because right now you're just, you can't even come up with one solution to the thing that I'm talking about. 
I want to emphasize again, in the thing that we're talking about, in this example, you've already told yourself that it's okay to be observing problems, that your brain is just like, ah, there's something wrong. You've told yourself it's okay. You recognize that you are in charge, that you have choice, and that these things also just might not be true. But sometimes we do honestly want things to be different. We do honestly want change. There is nothing wrong with wanting change. We are dynamic human beings. We want change. But so often than not, we prevent ourselves from change because we just say, well, we can't have a solution. We just know something's wrong, but we don't know where to go. We don't know what the right answer is. We know what's wrong, but we don't know what's right. And so the challenge I have with coming up with 10 is to push yourself to use your brain the way it was also designed. You see, your brain was designed, yes, to notice problems, but that's the subconscious part. Your conscious brain is the one that is far underutilized, so to speak, when it comes to solutions, yet it is far more powerful. It requires greater effort, yes, which is why it's harder to do. It's why we are not in the habit of doing it, but once you exercise the habit, you will find it becomes easier and easier to notice the solutions. It begins with guesses. That's why I do this 10 solution exercise. If I just wanted to solve my life, if I believed that the life I want has nothing to do with my self-worth and my life, it is amazing as is, but if I wanted to add to it or if I wanted to make it a little different, how could I do that? You know, like let's say like, I want to feel less frustrated or I want to yell less at my friends. I want to, you know, not be as passive aggressive. I want to be honest with people. Let's take something like being honest. How can I be more honest? How could I practice being more honest? Invite yourself. What are 10 ways we could just be honest? You know, we could even role play being honest. That's one idea. We could um, write down the things that we want to say and honestly kind of rehearse that if we need to practice that. We could watch a YouTube video, get that kind of instruction that we're looking for. Although that is semi-passive, we want to also commit then to doing the one thing that it tells us that we want to do. Because that's a little bit more of a passive action. Our solutions, we want to be active because we want it to be something that is actually going to do something. <laughs> Not to say that the passive learning of YouTube and all these amazing resources that we have isn't amazing. It's just that sometimes our brain uses that as an excuse to just learn but not do anything. And, you know, that's just three right there. And it would take some more effort to keep pushing ourselves, but that is what it takes. It takes that to get the things that we want and then to just do them. We don't have to do all of them. We don't even have to do any of them really, but I like this exercise of coming up with solutions because it trains our brain to look for that too. And that even more quickly, you'll be able to notice problems, yes. But when you notice the problems, you'll be able to more quickly attach either the fact that it's okay, the fact that your self-worth you know, isn't affected by that, so it doesn't really even matter, or you'll be able to say, well, we know a solution. Here's a solution. Let's try that if we really want to. If this is something that we really want, brain, we're going to need to require some effort. Don't just point out problems. 
if we're not actually going to commit to doing them. But like I said, it takes practice, even just with solutions. Just take a guess. There's nothing wrong with guessing. You're not graded on any of this. Take some guesses. Just go for it. I've talked about a lot today, and hopefully, you know, it wasn't too overwhelming for you. Really just wanted to identify that it is totally natural and normal the way you're thinking. When you think something is wrong with you, or when you think that you have a problem and it needs to be fixed, or you don't know where to begin, all of that, totally normal. Totally 100% normal. You are not alone. You are exactly a human being doing exactly the thing you were supposed to do. If you want things to be different, my steps are this. When you are identifying problems, don't make that a problem. This episode was sponsored by Garrett Waite. This episode was sponsored by Todd Jackson. Thank you so much for that piece of advice about labeling thoughts as true and false. You're fantastic. You're fantastic. Keep up the great work. And to all of you, keep it spicy. The river is pushing you downstream. Take those steps to move upstream. Label what is true and what is false. Recognize that it has nothing to do with your self-worth, that your self-worth is always infinite, even if your brain is telling you that these are issues that will affect that. And last but not least, if you really want a solution... It takes practice. It takes effort. Push yourself to come up with 10 solutions and see which one you think is actually going to work for you and go and do it. Go and do it. Because if it really is something that you want to be different, the only way to do it is to do it, is to just go and do it. Your brain is going to protest. You are not going to feel like it. doesn't matter. All that requires is actually doing it. This is my process. This is what I do. This is how you replace your problems with your solutions. Okay, my friends. I love you guys. This was a great episode. I'm so glad that I'm able to do this. I'm so glad that I, I mean, that you're all listening too. And if you love this episode or if you got something from this, I would love to hear from you. I would so appreciate you to share it with people, to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify or wherever you listen. I would really appreciate anything you can give to help more people find this advice. And I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to personally see how what I talk about can change your life forever, sign up for your free coaching call today. This episode was sponsored by Todd Jackson. Thank you so much for that piece of advice about labeling thoughts as true and false. You're fantastic. Keep up the great work. And to all of you, keep it spicy.